This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Previously on Talk Time Live Exclusive. Yeah, so no, but hey, I, I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. I decided to wear a tie. Um, Talk about that. You got, for those who don't know, Josh, Josh, I hate to say this, but Josh's gimmick is that he has a ton of awesome looking ties. And, and if you're a wrestler fan and, and the same, yeah, so I hate to say it. And, and, and if you can compare it as like, say, like Rob Van Dam and his, you know, elaborate looking uh, singlets. So he rocks the ties so, so well. So awesome. What do you got right now? Well, so funny thing about Rob Van Dam, he actually in 1999 gave me the number to his airbrush artist. Um, and uh, no, but Van Dam, I went with Bill after to an ECW show uh, to uh, Hardcore Heaven. Uh, I guess it was Hardcore Heaven 99. Oh, wow. And, uh, and yeah, we went to that. And um, uh, Van Dam, I told him, I said, hey, I'm starting to wrestle. I want to get some airbrush stuff like you. He's like, oh, here's my guy's number. Well, that dude was so backed up with, you know. Uh, so I found this great person who did stuff back when I was 15, started doing airbrush stuff for me. So when I got back into the business and it was, again, Bill Apter, uh, you know, Bill said to me, I went and did a, a YouTube show for him um, and before we did the after chat or anything. And he said to me, uh, I was wearing like a blue polo shirt. Yeah. And afterwards he says to me, he's like, uh, he's like, you need a gimmick. You need something. You need something else. And he was right. And I thought about it. I was like, well, what can I wear? And I tried to wear like flashier shirts or whatever. And then I thought, you know what? I used to have like airbrushed gear. Mm-hmm. Why don't I just get an airbrushed tie? This is Charlotte Chung. And Fred Tatashore. And you're listening to ACMG presents Talk, Talk Time, Time Live. Live. It's time. Talk Time. Let's go. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Come on and let's get it. Talk time. Live. Started in the 80s with Matt Cross. Dudes in the hood might have called that song, but I carried that cross like Jesus did. Fast forward, I teach the kids to learn how to let go, live life, and show love to all things that don't matter. Where y'all from? And luckily, there's a show called Talk Time. We've been waiting for this for a long time. Dax kicks the facts on all the geek news. Special guests and unbiased reviews. Suburban kids, the hipster street dudes. All can learn something new. Me too. I heard words with no faith is empty. I stayed the course, so my haters tempt me. Beep the podcast, that'll make them envy. It ain't too trendy. It's ACMG. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Now come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime, comics, movies, and games. Now come on. And let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Anime comics, movies and games. The come on and let's get it. Talk time. Ladies and 
gentlemen, welcome back to the journal of my life that covers all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the Prime Show. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. Folks, we got an explosive episode today because we're going to run down and review everything that DC Fandom had to offer. Let me tell you how much I had to recover from that day. It was just ongoing, constant, consistent, and breathtaking. <laughs> to say the least they did an absolutely awesome job this whole entire episode is just going to cover that there is no what's new in the world of acmg because that's what's new in the world of acmg people that's what went on 24 hours straight non-stop big news non-stop great uh content and uh we're going to talk about it all it, majority of it at least there are some things i just i uh, didn't catch because it, after a while just i got overwhelmed <laughs> <laughs> this this was like a virtual version of San Diego Comic Con where in a sense uh in terms of just like ongoing constant overwhelming experience that is just with no with no breathe time. I mean there was no breather time. That may be one of the negatives to this thing but we'll talk about that soon enough but before we get down to that I want to uh talk about a anniversary for me uh today today is august 24 2020 that means one year today 2019 i hosted my first ever live panel for talk time live at keystone comic-con here in philadelphia and it was one of the one of the greatest times i've had uh, since i started doing this and it's just absolutely fantastic all of the hard work led up to that moment you know the my when i first started this podcast this was exactly what i was aiming for to be at a point that i can do this live and do what i do live with the people that i'm most interested in talking with in front of a live crowd this was that i don't want to say this is the end game but this was a goal point for me a milestone goal point and not only did i do that but i did it twice because the next day which is tomorrow is the Voices of Overwatch panel, which was absolutely amazing. Uh, and, and I mean, even more so than the first one because there was a bigger crowd. It was almost up to 300 people. I had some of the ACMG members there. Shout out to uh, Jay Dixon, Kiana, Matt Dunn, uh, Craig Holland, Patrick Javier, uh, a, few, a few others. Uh, my man, Andrew, my neighbor, Andrew, actually snuck in and, and stopped by. I didn't even know until after the fact, which was awesome. Uh, my sister, Ayana, was there. Um, you know, uh, Hakeem and, and, and her uh, husband, Hakeem, and the family. And it was just awesome. Just an absolutely awesome time to... Uh, be there and uh it was amazing it was you know for the first time ever i'm in front of a crowd of 300 with two of the most well-respected and known actors and and artists and i had to knock it out the park so i had a lot of fun i just let myself loose and let go and i enjoyed it it was just awesome now the thing is that this year was supposed to be I was supposed to be back. I, I'm not. I wasn't. I believe this was the date that they were aiming to do this, and I wasn't supposed to be here doing this show because I should have been at the Pennsylvania Convention Center right now, doing this all over again. For what uh, this time, I don't know. We were going to. They were going to reveal it, but then things just went up, went haywire with COVID, and you know we're here. I, you know I. I it's sad, but at the same time, I am very grateful for what I uh, was able to do. I'm very grateful for what Keystone Comic Con and uh, Read Pop, you know, uh, gave me the opportunity to do. And I, I regret nothing. 
That was such a blast. It was absolutely a blast. Uh, you know, we get back on, we get back in order of things. It will happen again. You know, uh, I'm looking forward to it. This is definitely not the end of that. But what made it even more special was because, you know, especially with everything going on today, it, you know, I'm gonna I'm let you in on a secret, people. Being black is hard. Being a black man is hard. And being a black man with the same credentials as, you know, the rest of the world, <laughs> believe it or not, is actually harder because you got to work your ass harder to get to a certain point. You got to prove your worth to a certain point. And some people, you know, are hungry enough to do it. I am hungry enough to do it. And I made sure that I proved my worth. And this was just a culmination of everything that I wanted to prove to people that I was. And I'm st- and it's still happening to this day. Um, even a year later, I'm still doing it. And I I couldn't be more happy. Thank you once again to Repop. Thank you, Keystone Comic Con. They're one and the same. <laughs> you know, Betty and, and um, Edwin or Eddie, you know, and uh, MK Goodwin. Thank you all. You guys have been awesome. The entire team at uh, Keystone. I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the uh, return of them next year in 2021. I am also eager to them, and I'm glad to say I've, I've talked to them all through this time. Uh, Corin as well. I forgot to mention Corin too. Uh, Corin also is a one uh, a part of management there at uh, Repop. So I, I I really enjoy it myself, and um, I can't thank them enough. They've been nothing but class acts all through the time and uh I, it's just it's, I, I absolutely love it so shout out to them i'll be i'll be definitely looking forward to next year but um just to be able to say as a black man you can get through it you, you you're gonna go through a lot of hell to get to this point but you know you gotta work hard to have fun and you gotta make sure that you you know you gotta make sure you get out there you gotta put it out there you gotta put in that work you know, to get those opportunities to to allow people to see you, you got to make enough noise, allow people to see you not in a social influencer type of way, mind you. Uh, but you can go about it professionally and, and, you know, show people what you got, show people that you are the real deal. So, you know, kudos to everybody involved, everybody who supported everybody who was there. I, I really appreciate it, even to this day. And, um, because I'm still doing it. And in fact, I'm going to segue over to another situation or another thing that I had just yesterday. I did my interview finally with Josh Shirtoff of Fight TV. So says Shirtoff. We finally got it up and running. His uh, All of his connections were great. So we were able to get it done. It is available now uh, if you haven't checked it out on uh, all of our streaming uh, platforms and you know Podbean, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, I spotify stitcher podbean tune in all that it's available now and exclusively the video version is available right now on uh, in the acmg group so if you want to check that out if you're a wrestling fan go out of your way to check it out we talk about we cover a lot of things in there including his involvement with wrestlemania or uh, retromania wrestling i should say from retro soft studios shout out to mike herman and uh it's a lot of fun awesome we had an awesome time uh, about an hour and 45 minutes of an awesome time we i love that I love uh, uh, talking with Josh because it turned. I rarely do I get an opportunity to talk wrestling, and in this case, we were able to intertwine it with you know the video game aspect and some other you know fandom ACMG aspect as well. But it turns me into the wrestling podcaster that I've always wanted to be. So I for for like a for like one time of the year, two times of the year, I get to play a wrestling you know 
commentator or analyst or you know something of that nature and uh, i i've really enjoyed talking with josh he's an awesome dude and uh you know he i i love the road that he's going in so thank you josh once again for um doing that and check him out at so says shirt off and every aspect on uh facebook on twitter not yeah i believe twitter too yes on twitter and on uh instagram as well and uh check out his show on fight tv it's it's a really entertaining show definitely but we got to get down to business, people. This is going to be a hell of an episode because we got to talk about everything that happened in DC Fandom. Uh, let me tell you, off the bat, as a Marvel fan, as a Marvel fan, I couldn't be more appreciative as, uh, you know, to what they have done in here. I think, honestly, I think DC Fandom, out of all the virtual experiences that we had this year, that did a hell of a job did a hell of a job doing it. um they had this whole virtual experience i, I it looks like I, I saw you know you could tell jim lee who spearheaded a lot of this majority of this um he over he definitely oversaw a lot of this because he was in a lot of panels throughout this whole thing so he kudos to him that's why he's one of the greatest of all time he won what made it so awesome i think he looked at everything that he's done he was involved with with like san diego comic-con and saw all the other panels and everything how they did it and kind of did it his way and i loved it he created this virtual you know uh hall that the you know the commentators the host everybody can be a part of and gives you a different look and feel throughout the whole entire thing um there were two things that I didn't like and i wish they would have done here uh one i'll get you just get to the negatives right now because it's not that many and it's not that many but i think if they do this again god if we hopefully we won't have to do this again hopefully that they'll actually have a place that we can do this because what they did if they could do what they did here virtually and bring it to an actual you know uh place i think they can really do something but this was extremely impressive but you had to be you had to go directly to their website to watch the entire thing so here's the problem here's the problem with it and the problem that i saw with this because i for, for i would i was thinking of you know people other than me because i own an ipad i own you know i own an ipad or you know something like that i also have a computer but i want to watch it on the big screen and not many people rather don't know how to cast their videos onto their smart tv if they have a smart tv and then others may not have the capabilities of doing it even if they do and that was a hard thing to do so if all you would have is your phones you would be limited to using your phones or whatever to watch this or you would be stuck on your computer the entire day my computer here is in my office and then everything else is outside my entertainment stuff is outside so if i if i didn't have the other capabilities and options to watch it i would have to be stuck in my office on a computer which is where most people's computers are it's usually at a desk or whatever so you'd be sitting here looking at this like really small screen or whatever like that just watching the entire thing with no breaks <laughs> okay so if if they could i wish this was the one time that i wish that they would have used the dc universe app to do this because the dc universe app is everywhere 
I don't understand why they didn't do that and just put it on there, regardless of the fact that they're transitioning and, and what Jim Lee said is migrating all of the content out of there into uh, HBO Max. I just don't understand why they didn't they just didn't decide to do it that way even if just for the last time they could have been a, a great send-off to dc universe as they transition over and by the way we never got any announcement as to what they're going to do with uh the dc universe app in terms of uh in regards to the comic book content that they have either that's the one thing that was supposed to be mentioned I, or i think it was i believe it was supposed to be mentioned but i guess in due time minor things on that one but um honestly you know that would have been a thing if they would have put it on a dc universe app that would have been universally i think more people would have been able to actually watch it even if they do it for free you know you get the you you download the dc universe app. i think this is the part where like they could have capitalized on a dc universe app here um put it on the dc universe app make it free so everybody can see it but give people a reason to want to invest in it but unfortunately timing is just bad because that that would have been a grand opportunity but unfortunately they're going to be the you know that app is going to be defunct it's pretty soon so uh it's it's really it's unfortunate but that's what they end up doing and you know it's going to be interesting to see how many people actually got a chance to see it in this case because it was uh if you if you got a chance to watch it all the way through it was absolutely spectacular i mean panel from panel just some awesome content uh the only the other um negative i gave it to is that it was absolutely ongoing and never stopping i wish at least they would have gave you a you know a few like five minute periods to maybe bathroom breaks or whatever like that i wish they would have done it they did not do that it just kept going i was and and that was another thing too i was trying to collect notes and in terms of um you know getting all the information out and i had to use my ipad or my iphone to cast there so it was harder to try to get notes during that and that was one of the reasons that that's a slightly minor thing but that's another added to the situation that they had with this um but the other thing too is that they they never they they uh they never stopped it was like once one panel was over they immediately went into another panel and it didn't give you time to break to the bathroom or because you're gonna miss something really cool and there was so much cool things that they had in here that you didn't want to miss so i was like god would you just come on it i think just one of the segments i that i wasn't totally interested in i managed to just you know order something from you know order out or and 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 get a chance to go to the bathroom for this one time but everything was just so constantly ongoing that it was no stop so if they do this again I would hope it got you know and only if they had to do this again if they chose to do this again please put in some bathroom breaks but I hopefully this this is this was just a means to be a one-time thing I I, I believe so I think that you know of course this is all affected by COVID-19 and the coronavirus as well so I mean I hope that this is just the last time that this has to happen because normally what happens at you know at a combo convention you would go do a panel and then you know they would give like san diego comic-con i give you that example they give you at least when you schedule times within to do whatever panels that you want to go because you can never make a, a, a you can never make all panels is that you would have to you know there was always a somewhat of a 15 minute break sometimes if you scheduled it right you could always have at least a 15 minute break to get from one place to another to go to the bathroom or get something to eat break for a day whatever you know there's always that time to do something but here it was just like 
boom, 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 boom. And every each each panel was just as great as the next. So, you know, if we have to do this again, it's I hopefully if they do it again, and hopefully it's not because of, you know, Corona or COVID that they space it out. But also if they do this again, hopefully that we could they could do it in an actual, you know, uh, convention center or whatever, some part of uh, the country. You know, maybe New York or California, whatever. Um, but I thought it was—I thought they did an awesome job overall. I'll be aside from that, everything, the content, and everything in there was just awesome. So let's run down exactly what happened during this time. Let's start with the Wonder Woman eighty-four panel. You had Gal Gadot, uh, Gadot, uh, Chris Pine, as, who's Steve Trevor. You got Patty Jenkins, who's the director. Kristen Wiig, who I think may impress a lot of people. I think this is one of those. I think she's going to do what Michael Keaton did in Batman. I think she's going to surprise people. It's like one of those comedic actors who um, actually will step it up a bit in their career and do something a little bit uh, edgier. It's per se. And uh, this is going to be awesome. I think this is going to absolutely be awesome. Uh, we saw the trailer that which is out now. A lot of people got to see it. It looks so promising. This looks and you know, I got people saying it like it was it's actually better than the first one just looking at it it just you know you got you got that feel like something this is going to be more epic of course when you see her swinging and you know swinging on lightning <laughs> that kind of says like oh they about to step it up so they talked about their experiences on the upcoming film they showed some really cool fan art and cosplay images which was awesome in support of it i mean a lot of gender bending uh cosplay as well which was awesome um they showed uh you know a lot of things fans got to ask questions and i thought that was cool you know the fan participation within all of the panels i thought was cool you know some lucky fans got a chance to ask questions and be shown in the same you know panel as the other ones so i thought that was always cool always like that you know, reminds me of the panel that I did with the Naruto cast a few months ago. So it's always cool. Uh, they, you know, Venus Williams actually made an appearance, and she, this is one of uh, a few appearances that she'll make throughout the day as well. Uh, she made an appearance to ask a question too, and her question was, "How would Wonder Woman fare in a tennis match against Cheetah?" Uh, which was a little tongue-in-cheek type of thing. Also. And a, a very a one of uh, also another one of many appearances from the one and only Linda Carter, who thanked Patty and Gal uh, and the cast for keeping the legacy going. And they thanked her as well. It's not the last time we'll see Linda Carter as well. Linda Carter is just one of the most amazing women. <laughs> She's an icon, not even not just for her playing uh, Wonder Woman, but just she's just and even in this stage of her life, she is just so stunning, so gorgeous. I remember seeing her on an episode of uh, Two and a Half Men, and she's just one of those rarities that, like, I, I don't want to call her a cougar or anything, but, like, she's just one of those rarities where, like, you would probably question, like, as a, as a man of my age and 40, you would probably question, like, would you? <laughs> I think many people my age will still say they would. In a, in a sense so uh you know shout out to linda carter she's still keeping it going man awesome she's lovely um she also told a gal a really touching story about her daughter under uh stan who after watching the first wonder woman movies now understands the importance of wonder woman and through Ga uh, gal's betrayal and uh that was a really really great moment because both patty jenkins and uh 
Gal Gadot actually were just like they were just they was taken by that story, especially coming from the first. Well, one of the first uh, Wonder Woman or the Wonder Woman is what everybody has because uh, Kathy Lee Crosby was actually the original Wonder Woman. Uh, but uh, that turned into something that they somehow recasted her with Linda Carter. And honestly, that was a great 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 decision on that new Kathy uh Kathy Lee Crosby wound up doing a lot of other great things down the line anyway so it was it was awesome um but people remember the name Linda Carter uh much more and if you really put it in that sense I did love seeing Wonder Woman swinging through the bolts I can't stress that enough that was really such an original type of thing in that trailer seeing uh I'm looking forward to seeing how Chris how uh Steve Trevor came back that's just the million dollar question everybody wants to know right there a lot of great promises this was a great panel absolutely enjoyed it as well then we got to see one of two huge dc games coming soon wb games montreal revealed gotham knights and uh shazam star zach levi uh levi actually hosted this panel as he revealed this epic game the game takes place after the events of arkham knights so there is a connection to arkham knights here uh and will include robin batgirl red hood and nightwing uh who now, now here's the thing when it comes to robin we don't know which robin this is we don't know if this is damian wayne we don't know if this is jason todd i'm actually hoping for damian wayne because he was my outside of dick grayson damian wayne is my favorite robin Damian Wayne is like Bruce Wayne uh, had a child with Vegeta <laughs> from Dragon Ball. I love that. I love that kid. Um, but it, I feel like if anybody's truly going to take the helm of Batman, it is Damian Wayne, without a doubt. There's so many likenesses to uh, Bruce Wayne in him. It's insane. But the uh, situation now is like after the events of uh, Arkham Knights, which in fact. Ike Bruce is dead. Um, so that that was the thing because there were two endings to uh, Arkham Knights as well. So we didn't know whether he died or whatever like that. Uh, yeah, he's super dead. So, uh, you know, we got that situation. And now the minute that they find out that Batman's dead, all of the rogue, you know, villains in the in Gotham are just going to wreak havoc. So it's up to those guys to make sure that they keep Gotham safe you know and honor bruce and honor bruce's stuff and jim gordon's death as well so you got that going on so a lot of stories a lot of stories going on here with this game and i am i am just absolutely looking forward to this it just look awesome as hell uh the game seems to carry the same formula as the legendary uh you know series one of the greatest video uh comic book video game series of all time and i still put that at the top because until as much as i am a spider-man fan and as much as much as i love the first spider-man game we got to see a three-peat we got to see three amazing games for this to top what uh what what are the arkham series has done because the arkham series is a phenomenal not just a phenomenal comic book video game but just a phenomenal game in general it's just absolutely amazing uh, so you, I look, thank goodness they are keeping with the actual control scheme. Cause you know, they're that, that, they, uh, that control scheme is also legendary and that's, 
it, it you know you know when you're you're iconic when you start creating a control scheme that everybody is trying to implement uh you know imitate or implement into their game and arkham the arkham's uh game series is just it's extremely fluid it's extremely extremely fluid and that's what made that game so well and that's what i'm that's the one thing that i'm worried about with the avengers game that's coming up uh next week is the fluidity of the gameplay and i didn't feel that during the beta so hopefully when it finally gets into you know uh you know full game series you know uh status that we'll get that but i didn't feel that same fluidity like i did with spider-man as well spider-man has the same fluidity as well that you filled in the arkham series and we'll see we'll see they got some big shoes to fill but i think it'll be a good game but i don't think it's gonna it's possible i don't it may not level up to all the other ones uh it look even ultimate alliance 3 is a little bit more fluid i felt it's a little bit more fluid and fun to play than the beta and of course i'm saying it's the beta so i'm taking that into consideration too um but by the way i actually finally got thanos ultimate uh infinity version thanos in the ultimate series of uh, ultimate alliance 3 which means i never had to play the hardest mode ever again that's it i'm done i paid my dues i digress <laughs> this um also goes you know they also did the um the demo you not only got to see you know the trailer to the game you got to see a demo of the gameplay which was awesome and that's nothing you know when arkham came out we never had to play a beta when spider-man came out we never had to play a beta the fact that we had to play a beta here it's very interesting i i don't know what to make of it because i've never had to play a demo of any of those games i just we saw the you know video game footage we saw the trailers and everything we just knew that this game was going to be awesome that those games are going to be awesome same here we got to see the gameplay footage of arkham of uh, uh gotham knights and just look at it it just looked fluid it looks fun it looks the the shot the lighting and shadow just the you know graphically and are you know the the character models look so stunning and when we first saw avengers in e3 that's the first that that's still imprinted in a lot of people's head we saw footage of here that's what we see in our head that's the first look at you know it the first image always sticks with you so you got to make sure that when you do it that you come on point and i you know i don't know what what square enix and crystal dynamics was thinking way back then to show that footage there i would not have shown that footage at that time i would have shown the footage that you would have shown that we see now in there so uh i don't know because this made a really great impression on many people you know that first look feel is a is a major deal for gamers especially uh so not only did we get to see the gameplay but within the gameplay with some awesome things including co-op features that you'll be able to do and unlike avengers in this case and more like of uh, ultimate alliance 3 you will be able to play co-op uh, in a sense where you'll have an AI character, but you'll be able to switch characters a la Ultimate Alliance 3, a la uh, Final Fantasy 7 Remake. So you you will get be able to do that. But the other cool thing is too, is that there'll be some split screen features in here that was awesome. It is, it, 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 
assimilates really well into the gameplay so like you're seeing both people fight different people your ai is fighting in one place or your co-op you know partners fighting in one place and you're fighting another but soon if there's a part that's focusing only on like say batgirl it'll go immediately to batgirl and it'll come up and you can get to a certain spot and once you get to that certain spot the split screen will come back so you'll see where robin has been doing on the other side and then some it'll split screen to robin and then you'll be playing robin i love that that's awesome that's so inter that intertwining of uh gameplay it keeps you going there's a lot of great replay value today i really appreciate that so i i am gonna enjoy i can't wait till this comes out uh but which i believe is coming out in 2021 so chances are it looks like it's, it's going to be out for the playstation 5 xbox uh series one and maybe the uh four and xbox one as well so looks like it's definitely going to be doing it uh but the big enemy here which we all knew because they were teasing this long ago uh on and, and on uh the wb games montreal twitter page they've been uh they have been advertising and teasing the Court of Isles. It's official. The Court of Isles is the major antagonist of this group. And they look absolutely crazy. Like, I, I used to think that the uh, League of Shadows was awesome. Oh, the Court of Isles looks uh, uh, insanely cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to be doing, as well as the secrets that they're going to be upholding. Because there's a lot of secrets that is going to be unveiled throughout this whole entire thing so i love the demo trailer of this i love the presentation of it uh zach levi was just over i love when uh, zach levi is one of my favorite people to have as moderators or host of anything because one he's a gamer he he's he's a gamer he's a geek and I, he's chuck <laughs> he, he is chuck in a nutshell and i miss that show so much i so wish they would just give us a movie for that but you know I, I i loved it it was a great presentation absolutely uh enjoyed it as well they also did a panel for uh sandman you know celebrating the 30 years of uh sandman and the and they also covered the uh the netflix series that was supposed to be coming out or is scheduled to come out hosted by yvette nicole brown from community uh, i love seeing her uh host as well because i've seen her host in san diego comic-con before she's hosted other events uh at comic book convention she is legit a fan uh, you know, when you make more than one appearance, it's like this. You're a legit fan. She's also been shown hosting, uh, what is it, The Talking Dead as well at times. So she is absolutely a fan of all this. So it was the most appropriate person to put in. Yvette uh, talks about, uh, with the creators, um, with creator of Sandman, Neil Gaiman, uh, and the cast of uh, cast and writers and artists um, of the long-running comic book series talk about the experience with the 30-year history of the comic as well as some ideas as to when the netflix series will arrive yvette asked when that was going to come and unfortunately uh a lot of it really stemmed from the covid 19 which is holding them back but they're still uh what it what it has done is it gave them an opportunity to start you know keeping updating the writing and the scripts and everything that was going on but it's still coming it's just a matter of when they'll be able to film and such like that so that's unfortunate but it is what it is but at least that we're still getting it and hopefully they hopefully it won't get to a point that they just say you know give up on it but sandman is something that i've always wanted to check out because i never did and i didn't understand what the lore of the series was even back then sandman came out like during the boom period when marvel was just kicking ass and image all of a sudden came by so that was that was the big thing you know sandman was in that other realm of creativity 
that I wasn't just into at the time, but I'll be interested in seeing what that's about uh, as well, too. So that panel was pretty cool to check out. After that, this is one of those intertwining situations where you don't get a break. So they, you know, do these fan questions or whatever. So uh, fan ask whether Supergirl's relationship with the new Batwoman will change uh, the dynamic or, um, or, or, you know, after trying to fill the shoes, I guess. Uh, and the what they did was that when they do the fan questions, they ask the fan question, and then the actress or actor of that, you know, show will appear. So the actress, Javi, um, what is that, Javica or Javisa uh, Le- Leslie, answered the question. She is the new Batwoman. She is a, a woman of color, black woman, uh, which is awesome. So I, it's going to be really interesting to see that. It's, just, it's crazy what happened with that show. The first season was so good. And this happened, and and Ruby, um, and and Ruby um, Rose all of a sudden just bounced out, man. That's just it's crazy. So, but nonetheless, we got another opportunity here. So, um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Leslie is going to be able to do. But she answered the question by saying it will be indeed a culture shock for the new character to enter that world as the character. And I agree, it's because of how sudden it is too. So um, next, there was the multiverse pattern uh, panel, I should say, uh, which included Walter Hamada, Jim Lee, and Greg Berlanti. This was a, this is a powerhouse panel here. You guys, you got Jim Lee, who is, you know, Jim Lee. What, what else can I say? If you're a comic fan, you know Jim Lee. It's Jim freaking Lee. Uh, you got Walter Hamada, uh, also, and then you got Greg Berlanti, who I am a huge fan of his work from the CW and the Arrowverse and everything. So we got to talk about they got to talk about the multiverse. And Jim Lee uh, describes the logic of DC, uh, the DC multiverse here, which um, really well. And I love this panel because it 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 needed to be said and it needed to be talked about because a lot of fans often get mad when some type of source material doesn't get put on. And the multiverse kind of supposed to be it's a play on creativity. And I like the way they, they, they were talking and describing about that. You got Greg to- uh, who talks about uh, that he didn't intend for a multiverse to exist when uh, he first created Arrow. It wasn't until he created The Flash. Uh, and that's when he, that's when ideas started to expand about the universe. And I when I when he talked about that, I look back at that and it's like, man, this when the flash came in that literally did change everything i mean because the question was is like you got you got arrow here who's in this type of almost chris nolan type of world how are all these other people going to play into this it, you know this was way darker this show was way darker than what that was done in the past with like uh super you know smallville and stuff like that they went in a total different direction they went in a little bit darker direction somehow some way greg belanti was able to assimilate barry allen into the world and make it believable that they all exist kudos to him on that because that's not an easy job and i know marvel studios make it look easy but that's not an easy thing to do you know he and what the cool part is he stuck to the formula that marvel studios have done it worked for them why not do it and that's what that's why a lot of people were mad about how dc films was doing things because they were trying to not do it and in fact it didn't work out the way it did so uh the question of a new crossover for the CW was uh, asked uh, to Greg, who said that due to COVID-19, things had uh, set back, but 
they just want to get back into filming again and i agree uh jim talks about the greatest moment in the Arrowverse where cw flash meets dc films flash and how cw flash gave dc films flash his name so yeah that was that moment which they said was just like a spare of the moment type of situation and it wasn't like originally planned and that's why a lot of the actors found out the day of and i remember um melissa benoit uh who's played supergirl on instagram completely freaked out because she was like legit freaked out she was not aware that this situation happened they kept it really tight-lipped it was one of the most amazing amazing moments of crisis on infinite earth like that that crossover is already awesome they had kevin conroy they had a few others they had adam west they had burt ward in there uh you had so many awesome moments in there but that moment was the pivotal moment of not only the arrowverse but also the dc films universe because it finally legitimized all of it and brought it together saying yes they can exist within a realm and somehow connect but i mean because the the thing was before was um ernst miller people were a little bit taken back for ernst miller being you know the flash for dc films because barry island is already established and you know greg gustin is a phenomenal barry island so this legitimized all of that all of that because of that spirit of moment i did to do and it was awesome i it made me want to go back and watch it again when they, they showed the clip of it again and it was just such an awesome moment that it was just polarizing like time stopped you know no pun intended for, for the flash but time literally did stop at that moment and people were freaking out i mean i remember we were watching um we were doing a uh a online uh post you know uh comment on it you know talk time post on air and that moment people freaked out insanely for that so i loved it i loved it uh an important note that walter hamada talks about uh when he is uh, about doing the multiverse allows them to be creative while not impacting on you know other versions you know and i agree uh i i think it needs to be said that not you know you could pay homage to some things but this is the multiverse they are allowed to do different things all the time you know you're allowed to not everything has to be close to source but it needs to be respectfully at that point because i think they do a much better job not not, not uh dc and marvel do a much better job than they ever did because again a lot of people who are complaining online and social media are usually young uh, as a younger demographic who think they understand what a good or bad quality tv show or movie is i challenge everybody to go back and i say this all the time go back go back into time in the 90s a lot of those tv shows superboy uh you know um you know movies like the punisher from Dolph Lundgren um and i know anthony whitaker on the acmg facebook group loves that sh- movie and I, it, I to that extent i did at the time because that's all we had but you look back at it it's like it it's, it was a low budget film that they really crapped on captain america from back in the day not the chris evans the other captain america movie that happened in the 90s um the roger corman's fantastic four is the epitome of it all so bad that you know stanley didn't even want to put it on uh to vhs it was just horrible it was a horrible movie i can't sit and watch five minutes of that movie still to this day uh it was just so bad and people talk about the other two fantastic like the fantastic four and rise of the silver surfer 
way much more entertaining in comparison way way tons so that panel was great i love that panel to, uh, to, hear, to hear those three powerhouses talk about the what they've done and stuff like that so that was awesome we didn't go to a fan question uh, during that saying uh and asking uh with crisis on infinite earth now forming is it possible uh, is one of the universes because once if i remember correct they were asking about crisis on infinite earth now forming its uh, its own single universe with titans and doom patrol still existing does that mean that there is another multiverse greg Berlanti confirmed that there is still a multiverse out there uh with those two so it is possible that the titans and uh doom patrol which are in the same universe can connect to that one at some point in time if possible uh walter armada confirmed that they would they would love to do some multiverse stories within dc films but don't want to make uh want it to be something that is done every year and i agree with this it needs to be special what he said right there was something that i've been saying about marvel comics for for the last few years and that basically is marvel comics tends to do these major epic events every year doesn't give any breather space it doesn't feel special at all and it 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 becomes it becomes diluted in quality like if if the same thing happened where they did infinity gauntlet one or or let me go back even further if they did secret wars one year then the next year they do infinity gauntlet then the next year they did civil war and then the next year they didn't you know fear so it would not it would lose it would have lost the impact that it had before the reason why one of the reasons why infinity gauntlet is such an iconic and legendary saga is simply because it happened years later after secret wars and nothing that big has ever happened that involved the entire marvel universe since and when it did that it just it people sought after it was like the end of it all you didn't know what was going to happen it never happened before and since then they've been trying to grab you know get that back kind of like the the recording artist joe with um all the things i do for you he has not had a hit like that since (laughs) that is the truth he no song has ever been a bigger hit for joe than all the things i do for you you know it it's just it just has it but um they tried to do it and i don't think they had civil war was i think i believe was the best uh saga or uh, you know big crossover they did since and they and they capitalized on that because they used it uh they turned it into a movie you know it was one of the most successful stories that they've done and then after that they were trying to um go down the well too uh, too often with that because fear itself didn't live it up uh original sin didn't live up to it um a lot of these ones uh and all the other ones after that it's just i think civil war 2 was okay i think they just went about it the wrong way they, they they tried to do a tarantino like storyline with it and it just got convoluted after a while so i'm you know don't you don't have to do these sagas every single year it was every after a while it just became a cash grab and i like the understanding now, i think he it's possible that he may have learned from what they have done because it just you don't want to dilute the situation had these little subtle moments didn't have your big super bowl wrestlemania whatever moment right there after like a long slow burn of everything leading up you know it's all you got to do it, it, it works every time it's one formula that works every time so uh let me see what else we got here uh jim thanks all jim this was a cool part too jim uh lee thanks greg berlanti for all the things that he's done for the hourverse because and i agree jim berlanti really helped elevate 
DC on a primetime level. Uh, there and that guy's amazing. Everything he does is awesome. Even the Riverdale series, the Sabrina series, which is connected to the Riverdale series, awesome, just awesome. And one thing that makes it great is that the level of diversity that he has in there, and the representation that he brings in there, and it's just in a great storytelling. So much fun, so much fun and impactful. That's a true fan right there. So that was a great panel right there. You also had um, the cast of Flash, uh, the movie. Actually, here you had Ursula Miller, you had director Andy Machetti. Um, hoping I am not, I'm getting that name right. And screenplay writer Christian uh, Christina Hudson talk about the movie and the history of the Flash and time travel. Uh, we did get a sneak peek of the Flash movie with Barry Allen's new suit. Well, we didn't get a, a sneak peek. We got a sneak peek at some of the clips of the just small clips of the movie. It's not. It's, I believe it's still in um, in in process. But we did get a sneak peek of the new Barry Allen suit that he's going to be wearing in the film, which looks a hell of a lot like the Jim Lee New 52 design in there. And I'm wondering if they're going to mention the inspiration being from, uh, you know, the Flash, because it does kind of look like that. But also it was revealed that Bruce Wayne is going to be the one who created the new suit which is kind of sounds like a storyline taken from spider-man civil war and homecoming in a sense um so yeah there's that uh, and as we as it was announced that uh, ben affleck will be reprising his role as batman on that movie so you got that once again because he was on also suicide squad as well so he's going to be reprising his role doing a flash which i think is awesome and is keeping up with that type of storyline too um so you got that uh, we also had so that was that that was all that it was there for that uh, panel it was really cool I like uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the Flash movie as well because they're looking to be doing a lot in that as well so uh, there is also a awesome Batman multiverse spoof using Kevin Conroy and Will Freddy who is also who plays many voices in, uh, in uh, animation but is also known for the older brother on uh, Boy Meets World as well so they're reprising their roles as Bruce Wayne and Terry McGinnis looking at all of the multiverse versions of themselves. This was such a hilarious, hilarious clip. I hope that they managed to put that clip online somewhere because if people miss that, there was one of many uh, Kevin Conroy moments in this throughout this day. And but this one was so great. And I hope that they tend to actually bring that on like social media of some sort because it, it, people need to see that. It's awesome. Then we got the Suicide Squad movie. Again, no stopping. I I can't even stop breathing right now because it's like we're 45 minutes into this damn episode and it's just all going. I got so many other things to talk about with this damn thing. But um, you got the Suicide Squad movie panel uh, start that with hosted by James Gunn, the director. I the Marvel dropped the ball so bad by letting him go at the time that they did, because I think he's gonna knock it out the park with this movie. Um, I mean, I'm glad that he got him back to finish uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, but man, was that a situation? Uh, you know, shout out to DC for you know saying like, look, that was the past was the past. He made up for it. He honed up to it. Let's get on with it. Let's get on with people. You know, forgiveness should be added to situations if they if they truly earn it. If they truly want to earn it. So there you have it there. Um, so James uh, sat in to talk, ask a bunch of fan questions. Uh, one of which, the fan questions, was one of 
a few appearances from none other than Jake from State Farm. I don't know the guy's real name, but we know him as Jake from State Farm, who makes an appearance in here. And uh, Jake from State Farm, this dude, you know, we, we talk about car, uh, c- commercial characters. Uh, you know, you got Flo, you got a few others, you know, from Progressive. You got a few, uh, the, the AT&T girl that everybody loves. Um, Jake from State Farm, I'm so glad that this, this brother is getting this opportunity that he does. Uh, he actually did a commercial with um, my good friend Molly Flanagan as well, which is, you know, the, the first Jake Paul uh, the first of many uh, fake Jake Paul uh, commercials that are out there, and she did she knocked it out of the park. I thought it was awesome. Um, but you got you know him coming in here, and this is a testament of his popularity as well. He asking a it was a really funny question. He was asking about the collateral damage that the Suicide Squad has done during a movie, and James Gunn said, uh, "Yeah, we we got to get back to you on that." He, Jake Paul, uh, Jake uh, Jake Paul. Um, Oh, it's Chris Paul, by the way. Did I say Jake Paul? Not that jerk. No, Chris Paul, uh, I believe, is the commercial uh, that I, the, the character, um, the NBA star that I was asking for. I said Jake Paul. But um, Jake from State Farm was asking about collateral, uh, collateral damage, to which, uh, you know, James Gunner said he had to get back to him on that. So that was a really fun, cool moment right there. Then James presented the cast of the suicide squad because everybody's wondering who's going to be who in this um show i didn't get all of them because and i didn't get a time to look back at the notes of the, but i did get some of them uh you know viola davis is back as amanda waller joel uh kinnaman is coming back as rick flag so i you know two of the reasons why that mo- the first movie was actually so um so much fun to watch uh Jay Courtney is coming back as uh, Captain Boomerang. Nathan Filler, Fillin, everybody's favorite, is coming back. I forgot who he's playing in there. Margot Robbie, of course, is coming back as um, uh, Harley Quinn. She's been knocking it out of the park as that role. It's pretty much hers at this point. Uh, Idris Alba is Bloodsport. He's taking over the, I guess, the role of what uh, Will Smith has. So Will Smith. Will Smith's bloodshot, Deadshot is still around. They decided to just switch him with blood, uh, with Bloodsport instead, and still make Will Smith Deadshot. I think that was awesome. Instead of replacing him, they just, you know, switched him out. In this case, so you know he's still Deadshot. In his case, so I, I thought that was awesome. In there, um, Nathan Fuller is in there as well. I forgot who he's playing. Um, John Cena. <laughs> that was a big surprise to me. John Cena is Peacemaker. I was not expecting this. I think this is going to be absolutely awesome because you got James Gunn and you got John Cena. John Cena is already a hell of a personality. You know, I may not be the biggest John Cena fan, but I respect how charismatic he is, how good he is, and how comfortable he is at doing roles. If James Gunn did what he did with Batista, I guarantee you he this is going to be he's going to do wonders with John Cena in this film. I am so looking forward to this. So um, you got David uh, Dasmalish. Oh, I always forget how to say his name. Uh, Dasmalishan, who played uh, Scarecrow in the Christopher Nolan uh, version of uh, Batman. He will be Polka Dot Man on this one. Uh, Sean Gunn. You can't have James Gunn without Sean Gunn. He's playing as Weasel. Um, Falea uh, Borg is going to be here. I didn't get to catch what he was going to be. Storm Reed is going to be Taylor, uh, who's going to be uh, Blood uh, Sports' uh, daughter, I believe. Uh, Steve Aggie 
as King. Wait a minute. Oh, it's King Shark. Okay, I had to pause in there because I just got news on um, another person uh, performing King Shark as well. But we'll talk about that later. Daniel Melshore. Um, as a rat catcher and pete davison i forgot who he's playing as well but he's absolutely in the he's in the movie as well this is a hell of a cast this is a man this this movie is going to be this movie has to be great this (laughs) this movie is just going to be so freaking great i I can't wait to see what they're going to be doing in this um but they, they what they did was they decided to make have a little bit of a fun and they did a quiz challenge of each other they, I, I think they were like um let me see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen so they got 15 people james gunn i believe was it was the uh curator for this and he's also the uh quiz master for this one so they had a team which amanda waller and joe uh kinnaman decided to be the team captain since they're the heads of these uh task force x and they were asking questions related to the actual comic book version of it and it was fun it was really a lot of fun watching them do that so they did that and then uh at the end and the i think i missed out somebody too um I missed out the actor who plays um, the actor who plays uh, oh, I forgot his name from uh, Walking Dead and he's on Guardians of the Galaxy as well God, I, forgive me I forgot his name I'm Mary Poppins y'all that guy um, but he's on air as well but uh, even further they did announce a release date for this movie this is troubling for me because this is coming out on my wedding anniversary next year 2021 august 6th i'm like what are y'all doing to me man what what the hell are y'all doing to me so uh i don't know what we're doing next week or next uh year somehow some way i'm gonna have to find a way to see it hopefully i don't know i this is gonna be hard um this is gonna be really hard to do but i am gonna find my way somehow to see it one of the days maybe the next day or something like that i don't know because we don't know what the hell we're gonna be doing next year uh god knows what the hell is gonna happen next year so hopefully that will be uh the movie just looks awesome james gunn has done no wrong (laughs) so far so uh i'm looking forward to it then in the next panel because it just doesn't stop we got patty jenkins talks with venus williams really great panel right there venus talks about her fandom for wonder woman and how she became inspired by the character and how she became a comic book fan she talks about her responsibility as a celebrity and a role model i love this question because it's the same question i asked um brian donovan who plays rock lee just a few weeks ago in our interview and i think it's important to talk about that you know because we get a lot of times we there's a lot of stuff that happens where celebrities do some crazy things and you know you got a fan base for not only the character but the characters they play for the uh for the actors but the characters that they play or the celebrities i should say and it i think it's an important thing because people live up to you know celebrities in a, in a sense of hopes that they could be as successful or they could work hard to do what they do or you know be successful in their own way and they look for people who have that drive and and, and you know goal reach so i thought that was a really great thing and serena williams i mean venus and serena williams i should say are great representations in their own way they're not perfect but they do their best to be the best for those who look up to them so she also showed her fashion line which also included a woman a wonder woman line 
uh, inspired line of jackets and t-shirts as well so it was a great plug for that as well so it was i, I like i love that panel as well it was a great panel then a really awesome panel here came about uh and it was the boss females of color panel starring estelle uh and uh dj d nice or former i, I it's funny as he's a dj now because he you know i grew up with d nice you know as a rapper like my name is d nice is one of the most iconic uh songs of all time in hip-hop checking out your suckers and you don't know how i did it you know that that that's that d nice it took me years to figure out like is that the same d nice from that d nice song like he's a dj now he's not rapping anymore like come on what's going on here but uh yeah so i'm, I'm glad he's still up and doing the things and he did awesome during covid during this covid 19 pandemic situation uplifting people so this was awesome that he was able to be the only man you know hosting this event with estelle absolutely awesome so the women of dc films and cw arrowverse uh came together to talk about power and representation you had uh javica uh, uh i'm sorry Jeff, uh, Javis, uh javisa uh leslie uh, i know i said i butchered her name in the first one but it's Jav, uh, javisa leslie from batwoman who's the new batwoman you got megan good who was on shazam love megan good absolutely love megan good uh anna doip from uh titans as star girl a star fire i should say candace Patton, who's iris west uh damaris lewis who's Blackfire on titans and uh we should be seeing more of her in season three season two of titans was absolutely awesome there you also had um chantel toy who's uh or thoy who plays grace on black lightning uh you know on air you had nafisa williams from you know philly's own nafisa williams who plays Anissa slash Thunder on Black Lightning. You had Tala, uh, Tala Ash, who plays Zara on uh, Les, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. So you had all different you know, women of color. You had from Asian descent. You had from uh, Muslim descent. You had from African-American descent. So I love the the uh, roundup of, you know, you women in here talking about it. And one it was one spotlight uh, question that was asked, and, you know, they asked some of the uh, the cast members all around if they had real their you know superpowers in real life. What would you do? Uh, Chantel actually said that she would use her superpower to swap <laughs> people out of the uh, out of the main office, if you say. So I thought that was a really funny, cool uh, you know response to that. Nafisa Williams knocked it out the park. Nafisa Williams said if she would ha- uh, use her power of strength. She would use it to arrest the killers who killed Brianna, uh, arrest the officers, I should say, one in the same in this case, who killed Brianna Taylor. And she's, it is something that she's both doing, she, she's actually doing in real life. She's That's how much of a hero she is. She's not just another pretty face. I mean, if you follow her on Instagram, she is another pretty face, but she also used her platform for social justice and more power to her for that. I, I, I you know, it, Nafisa Williams is just one of those women who goes beyond the realm of just beauty and elegance. She is a a a, a true power in herself. She, in my case, she doesn't need to have the uh, actual you know superheroic strength. She already has it, and I respect her wholeheartedly beyond the realm of her beauty. Uh, in that case, she's just you know I can look I look to her with so much respect. In that case, um, Tala Ash, who is the uh, who acknowledges that when they hired her and this is very interesting too well when they hired her to be the first ever muslim american superhero on tv that 
she would also have a Muslim American writer to write her lines to, for the show to assure proper re- representation. And she said that she recommends everybody should do that. And I agree. I thought this was an awesome uh, reveal. I, and I, I love her character on the show as well. Legends of Tomorrow is just such an awesome show in general. So uh, I love the panel. And at the end, I love that all of them thank or especially Megan Good. Megan Good more than anything. Uh, thank D Nice for his contributions during um, you know the this this time. You know, if you got for those who have been under a rock, D Nice did the awesome thing or went on Instagram and just did a whole entire you know set just to entertain people you know, to get them out of a dark situation during the beginning of the pandemic. And it was one of many things that it started. He started a, uh, a trend, which led to the versus, uh, you know, um, Instagram battles and all the stuff. And it, it all started with D nice D nice, just out of his way. He just wanted people to be in a, uh, in a good, in a good place in their mind. And it was very well needed. So I love that panel panel was awesome there. Then we get a special special uh a which is available now on uh ios and i haven't got a chance to thoroughly look at it but uh they did a special documentary on the uh, on the joker narrated by kevin conroy it features paul denny jack nicholson uh bruce tim uh who else christopher nolan christian bell jared leto Zach Galifianakis, Will uh, Arnett, Mark Hamill, Todd Phillips, Bradley Cooper, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix as well. So awesome, awesome documentary that is available for free on the iOS. It's about 35 minutes of it. I got to go watch it thoroughly in order to do it. But I, it was, I love that they did that. Uh, Jim Lee also does a uh, a portfolio review with aspiring artists as he critiqued their work. Uh, a bunch of people submitted a lot of their work and you know if, if jim lee liked it enough he got it you got a chance to do a <laughs> a online portfolio critique of uh, your work that jim lee with you and jim lee are talking about the work and what it, how he you know how you can work on some touches and everything on it man what a like what a, what an uh, opportunity of a lifetime there that's an awesome thing that guy I'm sure he was just he was very grateful for that as well. So and it speaks of volumes. I'm sure he's I'm sure Jim Lee got a ton of work and it narrowed it down to I think he said six and it, and it ends up being um, that gentleman that got to do it. So it was awesome. Another very important panel here. The panel of Milestone Comics, uh, Dennis uh, Cohen. Phil Lamar, Jim Lee, Reggie Holdelin, hosted by Mark uh, Bernardin of uh, Batman and Fat Man of, of uh, Kevin Smith's uh, Smodcast in there as well. So they spoke about the uh, genesis of Milestone and Dwayne McDuffie, the legendary Dwayne McDuffie, rest in power to him, uh, and the impact that they had. You know, if you watch documentaries on Milestone comics, especially. Uh, which was uh, Robert Kirkman's uh, Secrets of uh, Comic Book History, which they did a really, really good documentary covering that as well. Uh, They talked about it. Jim Lee announced that Milestone will return in 2021, February of 2021, raising the fist up to that, uh, with new content. Also, they will be providing previous content, which will be available soon as well. And they also announced that Static will be having a digital comic coming as well. And I believe there was some mention of a of a, a something else in development of Static. I can't confirm that or we'll have to watch it again. 
Variety said that there was a movie in development. I don't remember hearing that one and to that respect, but um, hey, more power to it. Bring it, bring it all. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. But yes, Milestone Comics is making a much needed and deserved return in 2021. So I'm looking forward to seeing what artist is going to cover that this time and uh, what they're going to do with that. So if, now more than ever, we need that type of representation. So yes, I'm all for it. So next panel up is uh, Zack Snyder and the Snyder Cut panel. This is this was awesome. This was absolutely awesome. The cast of Justice League asked fan questions. Uh, they also got a we also got a sneak peek at the Snyder uh, cut as well. Zach also talks about talks to the people responsible for starting the drive of the Snyder um, to get the Snyder cut running, which is now available on HBO Max. Um, this was interesting because it kind of had me thinking, um, you know, if you make enough noise, things do happen. And I just talked about how um, I was, how upset I was at the fact that uh, that uh, that um, what is it, uh, Jason uh, Lawson or Jerry Lawson actually didn't get the recognition that he need in the video game world. I'm some way somehow I got it. If I possibly do the same thing, I, hopefully I could get the same results. Something has to be done to get this man recognized way more than he than he is in the, in the game industry. It needs to be done. Uh, some way somehow um but i digress uh we got a chance to talk to them it was two people uh that you know was really adamant to make sure that the snyder cut came out and they even went as far as i see that's the thing i man they went out as far as getting billboards done and 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 promos done in the street and everything that's huge that is insanely insanely huge because i know how much billboards cost that, that is not cheap and that takes a hell of a lot of dedication to put a billboard up saying we want the snyder cut back so yeah it's it's one of those things it's like you see that and this is the thing it's like I, i'm trying to fight myself just like we in our community can do the same thing when we if we really wanted to we just need to have that push and it's it's really interesting it's really interesting. It, it takes a lot of a lot of work to do but it's worth it when you get results back so you know kudos to them for that zach presented uh the snyder cut which shows us much more in a few seconds than what we've seen in joss whedon's version including the appearance of dark side in adam west which was immediately cut out of the josh whedon versions i'm like okay it's one thing to cut out iris west which i was pissed off in, in general because um it was the the actress from dope that was on air and uh, who i wanted to see in that movie but it's another thing it is also another thing to take out dark side why would you take out the one major guy this is this is dc's thanos which when you saw him i loved the way he looked but at the same time i think thanos looks much much better <laughs> in this case so i mean the design is a little bit like dark and decrepit in this sense but um yeah man I, well, let's see what they do with them. Let's see what they do with them. I'm looking forward to it. They also, um, Zack Snyder also announced that the um, that the movie will not be a movie. It'll be cut into four one-hour uh, parts. So this is also. I actually, I actually don't mind this idea. Uh, you get to see all of this. You get to see all the changes. It's a, it is a four-hour movie. So, but he said down the line he will try to uh, find a way to 
make put it all into one swoop but it's going to be cut into it's a four-hour movie so they cut it down to four hours to make sure we get everything that we want to get out of it and uh, see how this goes i'm looking forward to it so it looks very promising and hopefully it will help elevate what was done in the original version too so i'm looking forward to it uh next panel was the flash panel uh, here but uh, which was the TV show CW Flash the great God, uh, Gustin, Gustafson uh, version uh, the cast along with the showrunner Eric Wallace who I didn't know was um, a, a brother a man of color so I was very happy to see that talks about the last uh, season and what it, uh, what to expect in the new season nothing really newsworthy coming out of there and I I would be remiss if I didn't talk about that they did not talk about the actor the uh, asshole actor who played elongated man but um they managed to keep that out of the well the uh of the helm of the panel but i did read uh i think uh an article a while back on eric wallace's uh thoughts on that and how upset he was about that and it, it, rightfully so it's like you've been working with this guy all this time not knowing that he's been he's been doing all these rants that's that's upsetting that is i i would be furious myself i'll be oh boy would I be furious if I was him too? So I don't blame him. Empathetically, I understand. Um, but it, I, I just thought it was um, it, it was just unfortunate because I really did like the actor. I thought he was uh, really good at what he did, but just unfortunate that we discovered that when it happened. So they also talked about how COVID nineteen affected the show and how the first episode of the of season seven uh, was supposed to be the final episode of season six and now it'll be the first episode of season seven which is coming in 2021 so at least it's coming i'm, I'm happy that it's coming back um but it's unfortunate i don't know what the hell the cw is going to do uh in the course of the new fall season if we're going to get any cut uh any content because all of it is just it is you know co you know the pandemic cut them short you know they were filming in canada and all of a sudden this happens and they everybody had to go home and you saw some of the actors and everything like Ernst miller you seen different versions of Ernst miller throughout the entire dc fandom like him with longer hair him with long hair and a beard you saw grant gustison with a heavy beard like these guys have been quarantining like hard in here man so at least it's coming back i you know and everybody's healthy and uh, i'm looking forward to seeing it all back it, it's going to be much needed the next panel and I believe it's the final panel that I'm going to talk about is Black Adam virtual Q&A hosted by The Rock, who uh, got a chance to show some sneak peek images of what of how things will be in the Black Adam movie, including their version of the GSA. The coolest part about this panel was that uh, The Rock, after all of that, after all doing all the fan questions and all that, and unfortunately the fan questions wasn't anything really big or major uh, groundbreaking to talk about. So I, you know, I'd be bothered to write it down. But the coolest part about this panel is that after at the end of the, of the, of the uh, virtual panel that he did, or the Q&A that he did, he went into he went into full wrestling promo mode on the Justice League, and it was awesome. He this why The Rock is so freaking awesome, and um, he's he just he knows when to turn it on just like that. He knows when to turn it on. He knows when to you know when it's time, and he would he just right then and there is why he is one of the greatest of all time in wrestling, and he's one of the the most paid the highest paid actor today 
because of what he did right there. He got you really wanting to that promo that he pulled on the Justice League. He just made you want to watch this movie even more now, man. It's so awesome. So that is the after this, I tapped out completely. There was a Titans panel after that. There was a Harley Quinn Q&A, which was hilarious. I did manage to catch the Harley Quinn Q&A, but it was um, I forget. It was uh, the voice of uh, Harley Quinn from the te- from the animated TV show, who's um, Penny from uh, Penny from uh, Big Bang Theory. She did. Uh, she did reprise the role as Harley Quinn and did a bunch of questions. They were hilarious. Another another segment i hope that they put online because it is just funny as hell uh the last panel oh wait this is not the last panel that i saw by the way Uh, we're gonna there's two more panels i'm gonna talk about i just i'm zoom i'm skimming through these um patty jenkins once again does a host a panel this time with uh gal gadot and linda carter i didn't catch that one uh because i just i forgot that aew wrestler so i decided i want to catch that and i was like you know what i called it off i'm going to take a break i need to take a break here and go for there but I made sure I made it back for the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League panel presented by Will Arnett and this game. Oh my God, this game. They just showed the trailer, which was mostly basically um, the CGI trailer for it. There was no gameplay footage in here, but look, it's done by Rocks, uh, Rocksteady who made the Arkham series. And look, there's nothing to worry about. This game is going to be ridiculous. And it includes Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, King Shark, Deadshot. Uh, and I want to point out that it was just announced. And I'm so happy about this. King Shark, the voice of King Shark. And I didn't put two and two together, but I saw this article and I immediately was happy. CBR.com. I uh, got this got the uh, deal that. King Shark is voiced by none other than one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, Samoa Joe. WWE, I like, you know, you know him in the WWE as Samoa Joe. You know him at TNA, Samoa Joe, Impact. Ring of Honor is when I first met him. Ring of Honor is where I first saw him. Ring of Honor is where he had the legendary two-year run. But Samoa Joe is one of the all-time badasses in wrestling. And he is now the voice of King Shark. This is like the biggest... A, um, thing that he's ever done outside of wrestling. I am looking. I am so supporting this now. Samoa Joe is a great dude. Uh, he's a great humble dude. A phenomenal uh, performer. Just awesome. And he's also a great talker as well, and a great charismatic guy. So for him to pull off the lines, very easy to do for him because he's that damn good. So I. This is a big step up for him. I am looking forward to this. This is absolutely awesome. So uh, creative director uh, Sefton Hill from Rocksteady Games talked uh, to Will Arnett about the game. Uh, this game will be connected to the Arkham universe, and it is an open world set in Metropolis this time. So this is the expansion. This is now the expansion of the Rocksteady um, universe that we've been waiting for because we played the Arkham games for a long time, and we wondered... What would it look like to go out of, you know, be in the same universe, but go out of Gotham? And we now get a chance to see it. We now get a chance to see uh, the Rocksteady DC universe in a different area. So this is awesome. This also will be a one to four player co-op game. You can play the game as single or multiplayer mode as well. You will be able to switch out between characters much like you do with uh, Gotham Knights. 
this is unfortunately coming out in 2022, which means it's definitely going to be officially out for the PlayStation 5, Xbox Series 1, and possibly PC and uh, Steam as well, most likely. So, last, uh, yes, this is the absolutely last panel that I cover in the last panel of the night. Batman, the Batman, the Batman panel, I should say, with Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson explains how COVID-19 has screwed up production of the movie. Uh, Aisha Tyler, awesome, who uh, who hosts and talks uh, with the director a bit about the movie's uh, direction and where it's going. Mentions the Riddler. Also mentions Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Then we get to see a small, we get to see a actual trailer of the batman and all speculations of this is gone my impressions of it i am now more intrigued than i ever was before i I, this will be the first robert pattinson movie i've ever seen and i am gonna be i'm interested in this version i like what they were presenting here i like that batman is a little bit more brutal this time around like he is he i mean this is going to be uh based on batman's second year go at it and um yeah he's not playing around (laughs) he's swift and he is brutal the fight the choreography in here is is it's it's swift and brutal as hell this will be coming out in 2021 so i think judging by the trailer first impressions I am interested in this. I think this is going to look good. I'm looking forward to seeing how this is going to be. And Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman looks very appealing. So, folks, that was the full day of, I was about to say San Diego Comic-Con, because it felt like, virtually felt like San Diego Comic-Con. Overall, even with the fact that they didn't have a break, in here and it was a it may have been a little bit difficult for people to actually watch uh despite that this was an awesome 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 event that they put together kudos to dc kudos to jim lee kudos to everybody involved this was an absolutely great show that showed not only the fandom of dc and everything that they've done and everything that they're going to do but it also showed a lot of great representation and um support of it all you know an expression and everything this is everything we wanted to see this is everything we need to see uh this i've i'm a dc fan to an extent but this fandom successfully made me more of a dc comics fan and a dc entertainment fan as well kudos to them this was an absolutely great thing. Like I said, hopefully if they do this again, they space it out more. But hopefully we will have to do it virtually. It will be able to, they will be able to do this as an actual live event that people can attend to. So, but kudos to them. This is a great way to end the summer. Uh, if I'm going to grade this, this gets a solid A. Even regardless of those negatives that I mentioned, it gets a solid, solid A. So unfortunately, if you didn't get a chance to check it out, hopefully they'll manage to. Uh, have you check out some of the content you can see the trailers to all of the announcements that was done um especially in the acmg facebook group if you're one of the acmg members you could check it out there because i post it myself and others have posted con- uh, all of the things that were announced there the trailers and everything is out on there so you could go to facebook.com forward slash groups uh let me repeat that because i think i slouched it facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash acmg1 if you're 18 or older with a legit account and you answer 
all the questions that is asked and it, everything looks great you'll be able to be a part of that group we got a lot of great content that is available right now especially my interview with josh Chernoff. if you're a wrestling fan you definitely want to go out of your way to check that out we also got the interview the uh, interview with Di- uh, brian donovan which uh, the voice of rock lee if you're an anime fan you go out of your way to check that out as well and so much more folks that will do it for this edition of acmg presents talk timeline thank you so very much for supporting everything that we do and stay tuned there's going to be more to come i believe a certain uh hip-hop artist of this show is coming back and making his return so i am looking forward to talking to him coming very soon with a big announcement and a big um you know reveal coming soon so stay tuned for that and much much more folks keep checking us out subscribe and download on spotify iHeartRadio, podcast uh, apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher poppy tune in and of course talktimelive.com where you can check out all of our episodes of our previous um, shows and interviews and if you want to see the exclusive interviews head over to talktimelive.com.com's uh, t- exclusive page or you can type in t- uh, talktimelive.com forward slash exclusive all there folks that will do it for me i am drained once again just doing this show talking about this damn event on behalf of myself this is dak xavier josiah saying learn to let go live life and love all things anime comics movies and games this is acmg presents talk time live i am out of here take care and have a great week and by the way captain Subasa rise of the champion comes out this week but on uh select start I will be checking out the rest of the documentary high, uh, high score. So stay tuned for that and much, uh, much, much more. Take care. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.